Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You guys are nothing but a bunch of nerds from the Nerd Factory. Carrying cross rules, the greatest professional wrestler living right now. You know what? Screw this show. Screw you three. I'm out of here. Wasn't very nice. <laughs> Indeed, it wasn't, Jeremy. Indeed, it wasn't. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. While he's not here, I think it's worth doing this. I actually watched NXT this week rather than just pretending like I usually do. He's actually like... Not that bad. Like if you if you actually watch Karen Cross like he's kind of fine. I'm not saying he's good, but like he might be good. Guys, where are we at on this? Is no, seen- fuck Jack Crosby. And I said, psychosis. This was for all pals. I know Neil. Such a feud from the jaws of victory with the point gun and the chubby cheese distraction. Hey, podcast. Hello, welcome everyone to the distraction. Joseph, what's wrong? We need to talk. We need to talk. And again, <laughs> I, do, I do this every week. I pull the curtain back. Jack, he can confirm this. Okay, Jeremy, this is all Jeremy does. He's like, so Jack does his promo, and then I'm gonna have a line. I don't want to spoil it. So I'm like, I'm like waiting to go ahead, right, and do my part in this. But I didn't realize the gimmick that he was having there. So I just saw like a packet of something, and his line, all his line was just like, that wasn't very nice. And I was like, that's the line? Is that my cheese that I go in? I had nerds. Jack Crosby like it, nerds. I had nerds. I understand it, but I was waiting for a line, and it, the line was not very much. I was like, okay, I guess I go now. I don't want to give everything away from from the cold open, you know. You gotta, you gotta go, Joseph. You gotta. No, no, right, I just didn't, I didn't see the detail. I didn't see the details. We got a big show today, guys. Big guest, big show, lots of talk. No, I, you know, my favorite part is is that you know we started, we did my intervention last week because Jeremy goes, yes. well, he's gonna <laughs> lose the title and uh, then get called up. I don't know who's uh, who's still the NXT champion now. 
that goes without say. I did. I saw what happened. Like Samoa Joe's <laughs> going to murder this man. I understand this, mm-hmm. but the fact is, Jeremy was way off with his lunch. Can we actually talk about this for a moment, Jeremy? I'm going to do a bit of NXT talk start. I know no one expected this, but I do think it's worth oh, talking God. about. Okay. Firstly, I actually do believe the stuff I said in the opening segment. Like, I think it's unfair to cross. They're doing this thing where they pretend he's like terrible in ring while making him the champ. Seems unfair, you know? Like, dude, it's just it's just dumb shit. It's pandering to an audience, and it's like if you're going to pander to the audience while making the champ twice, you know? I will say, look, no one loves Smojo more than me. Listen, man, him as NXT champ ain't the answer. So I don't know how you get around that, but, like, bless Joe. That's my dude. I hope he comes back and kicks ass. But as champ, mm. I don't You're know. You're a hater. Is. You guys are haters. You want, we all want Samoa Joe. We want <laughs> him to wrestle Samoa. again. And now it's like, I don't know about Samoa Joe as champ. No, listen, bet, if he won, bet if he won the AEW title, you'd be like, yeah, Joe, 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 AEW. <laughs> keep the same energy. Now, listen, like, the way forward, I don't think he's going back like that. Like, he was the NXT champ, what, five years ago? I don't know. It just feels like you should make a new baby face. But that's another thing. It's not so NXT anymore. It no, it's not, it doesn't suck. It's good. No, now that the, now that the bullshit with AEW is over and the, the, the fake war or whatever, you, you, you look at NXT. I, I did, the one thing I do like about NXT, even looking from the outside in, is that it seems like it's turning back into a developmental mm-hmm. system, a developmental type show. Like slowly but surely, you're starting to see. Like the genesis of this of that brand and what it was in, intention to do, so I, right. that's why I just don't like. I put the title on Joe, sure, but make sure that you know who's taking that title from him, and it, like I don't, I, like don't even though the groups know, like don't have Roddy Strong beat him. Adam Cole's gonna take For, it from him. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> what are we down on the Adam Cole, baby? No, honestly, that's the problem is, is there's not a lot of options. Like, no, you've got to make it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, look, we'll see you next time. And by C, I mean, we'll never talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> Guys, this is the distraction. I'm Jeremy Lair. I didn't even do like an intro. Joseph oh. was just immediately broken. Is like, let's talk about the cold open. Joseph Holbert here, as always. And as you can see in here, Jack Crosby from CBS Sports, distraction legend is here on the are you like are you in prime physical condition if we gave you a drug test would you like be able to pass this test yeah. well, i pass, pass a drug test 100 percent. but you do anything with alcohol. if we gave you a sobriety test would you be able to, oh to yeah by that? now yeah what's up what time is it three o'clock yeah yeah probably might all be be, look i'm on vacation leave me alone let me live <laughs> let me live always, I, have kid, I have a kid coming in about a month i'm on vacation let me live <laughs> Have you named it after us? Have you named the kid after us? No, my daughter's name is Penelope. Oh, I thought you were just going to name her Ward, though, no matter as a boy or a girl. <laughs> oh, no, you know was funny? <laughs> my wife the other day said, because, like, like, obviously, like, not right now, because we got to get through one, but, you know, we've talked about having multiple children. And then we talk about maybe if the next one's a boy. She tur- I mean, she was, like, so... She laughed, but she was like disappointed in me because she goes, you know, a boy's name. I really like Roman. And I started chuckling and she goes, really? <laughs> and I said, I, I didn't say anything. What? Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah we have a boy, we can name him Roman. Yeah. yeah. Of course Amway's, we can. And mine's differently, pal. He's what he's. My friends just don't want I'm going to do some super chats here. Guys, reminder, you can send your, send in super chats, get your question, comment, statement, read on the air. Leave us a thumbs up. On the video, everybody do a thumbs up. 
Thank you. Leave us a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash FIFO. Head over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash FIFO. We're not doing a simulcast this week. Joel, Joel Pearl scared me off of that. But we'll be, we'll be on Twitch after uh, after this show with the post show at 4.30. Frank Aguilar says, BPW Media Call was absolutely the best 50 minutes of content I've ever seen. Please take all my effing money. I've watched it three times already. Frank, you got you to gotta do something better with your life than watch that thing three times. I mean, we appreciate it, but... That's a, it's a lot of time to fill just listening to Joseph and I do do nonsense. JJ says, hello to favorite big stars. Hope you're doing well. BBW Media Call was the best. As always, great to see Jack back. Love you both. You can go over to twitch.tv slash Game and check out the BBW Media Call. Finale. Finale is tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. We have matches. We have weddings. It'll, it should be a fun show, I think. Right, Joseph? Why Maybe? do people like this well, give me honestly, Jeremy. I was very happy with the media call because it, was, it popped you and I. I did not expect to go on Twitter and act, like people were acting like we'd made an Oscar movie. You know, like it was like it was like we won an Academy did. Award. They were like, "This is we the greatest did. thing ever." I just didn't get. I, like, I'll never rewatch it, but I'm glad people liked it. It was very cool. This business is all about just popping yourself, Joseph, and yeah. that was that was a major pop for ourselves, and people just enjoy that stuff. I don't get it either, but we continue to do it, and the people seem to enjoy it. It's very, very cool. I do appreciate it a lot. It is wild to me someone would watch half of it once, let alone all of it three times. That's so awesome <laughs> to me. I don't know why people watch this show, much less the other stuff we do. Jack I don't speak. get any – well, it's yeah. Good, it's good job, yeah. But like I don't, I don't understand any of our success. I really don't. I figured yeah. we'd be canceled about two months in. I think we always were. Yeah, <laughs> like you seen these viewership numbers? They ain't good. But like, it's a marathon, not a sprint, Jimmy. Just let it go. All right, we got this. Jr. says nerds rule. They're very good. <laughs> Tremendous. That's great stuff. Ryan says, good to see my favorite trio. You guys continue to one-up yourselves with amazing content. Can't wait to hear you preview Jack's favorite pay-per-view. Love you all. Whoa, and Jack no. better easy, have something easy, to say easy. for this pay-per-view because I don't know what. <laughs> we have no matter. idea. <laughs> Look, I am I am very prepared for today. I watched YouTube clips and everything. It's more than me, brother. I'm proud of you. And Hannah says, all names are wrestling. So there you go. Yes, I'll be lying if when you said Penelope, I wasn't like, oh man, Yuka Saka's had a good match, you know? <laughs> I immediately thought that as well. I mean, the brain, man, it's messed up. Uh, Ricardo at Lidolo del Distraction says, Jeremy is my friend. How about Joe and Jack? Dude, look at the name. How could I not be friends with someone with that name? That's, That's incredible. Yeah. That's great. Anyone that watches this shit show and doesn't bury me in the comments is a friend. The ones that bury me in the comments are assholes, though. They can fuck off. <laughs> Let's talk about WWE Money in the Bank, which is Jack's favorite pay-per-view, apparently. Jack, what do you want to talk about? Because I don't know what we're talking about. You're excited for Drew to win this briefcase? You son of a bitch. I swear, he's not winning that briefcase. He's not. Joseph is is all in on Drew winning the briefcase. It's inevitable. They pick their top baby face. They smash you over the head with it. We can talk alternatives, though, for fun. Who are we looking at in this men's rumble? In this rumble? I wish it was the rumble. Men's play <laughs> in the bank match. Which was rumble? Uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, they, I'm just... Go ahead, Jerry. I mean, Seth Rollins, they've teased the stuff with him and Roman. They, they've obviously played up Seth being the, having the best cash-in of all time. Big E, I think we, we fantasy booked Big E uh, into certain situations, whether it be against Lashley or we think he's the guy that takes the title from Roman. Riddle, Ricochet, Morrison, Owens, Nakamura. 
I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're going there, but they got a year to do something with this briefcase. Maybe I, I could honestly see like an outside shot on Morrison because he's a heel and he can just do, you know, cash in at any time type gimmick. I can see it. I really can. I'm not saying it's gonna be good, but I can see it. People have That's- people have fantasy booked Riddle getting it and giving it to Orton. Uh, like there's some scenarios here, but I, I think Drew Rollins and Biggie are kind of the three front runners here. The, the one thing I like about this this match, and you don't see it in every Money in the Bank match, is that you could make the case for every single one of them. Like you could make a logical case for everyone to Jack, in the in that match. They, the they putting this thing on Ricochet. Come on now. They've been from what I could see, and I, I know I don't watch Raw, but all of a sudden they're starting to feature him a little more. He's getting consistent work on the show. So uh, you you could say that maybe there's something behind that. Like you you could you could say that because he's not just they didn't just pluck him out of catering and throw him in the money in the bank field. They did. He's been doing stuff. No. Seems like that's exactly what they did, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Listen, but, uh, no, I it... I'm this is like the best lineup ever, and God bless. I'm glad people are happy, but it's good. No, it's a great. It's, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good mix of guys to make this work, to make this entertaining, especially just, in front of a hot crowd. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. In theory, these should be of both brands. These should be four of your top what five, six guys. Ricochet, John Morrison. Like, sorry, man. I I, I think the world of Ricochet, I thought it was a time to push him. That time they absolutely assassinated him with Brock, right? Mm-hmm. And John Morrison, bless his heart, I think he's worked so hard since he came back. I'm not – I don't think he does, he belongs in this this tier. I mean, I'll just be frank. I don't. Um, not, I'm not after everything that's happened over last year. This, here's the thing. The winner, the lineup of potential winners to me is pretty slim. Big E is one I think we all want because we all think the world of him is a ceiling, like in terms of what his ceiling is. But, like – I'm, I'll believe that when I see it. Outside of him and Drew, we're, who are we looking at as the most likely? And then we'll get into whether we want it or not. I mean, I think Rollins is still one of, no. one of the more likely guys. You're out see, on Rollins. I can't, see, I cancel Seth out because of the Edge match at SummerSlam. Yeah, but like he I, can I'm, still I'm, have I'm the briefcase. He can have the briefcase going into SummerSlam. Like that—that's the gimmick, right? Like he had that briefcase for a long time after he won it and cashed it in at, at Mania. Well, here, here's another question. Does WWE pull the trigger on a cash-in Sunday night because of the crowd being back? And I hope not. I think they've really hit that note enough times now. You know? Or, or, women. Uh, Good Lord. or Raw on Monday. Maybe. It, it, it feels like at least one of these needs to actually have the briefcase for a while, right? Because it, it feels like in recent years they've really done a bad job of just using this thing to its potential. I don't even like the steps because it's not my thing. But, like, I just... It feels like it needs like two good actual usages of the briefcase. In recent years, it sucked, you know. So, I, I think Seth is interesting in sort of the least, you know, like what does Seth, what does Seth with money in the bank give you really at this point in the game? We've seen the Seth thing. I don't need to go back to that. So anyway, that's just my. Like, I get I love Seth, and there's a role for him. Do we need to go back and revisit Seth as like centerpiece of a brand at this point? Who's like we've done that? <laughs> I, yeah, I think he, there's Kevin Owens is out there. It feels like you know he had his shots at Roman. Yeah. 
I just don't know yeah. if that they're going to go back to that well. Kevin Owens, I, I like him want to go over to like Raw and feud with Lashley. I think that's very fresh. Uh, I don't know well, if yeah. they're going to actually do it, but at least that's something fresh there. Um, like Nakamura, I'm kind of mm. kind of writing him off of that one. I, I think, there's an I argument think for Riddle. There's an argument for Riddle. Yeah. They like him. They really like I, him. I was just going to say, I think I'm down to um, either Biggie or Riddle. Mm-hmm. If I choose between those, I think I think Biggie or Riddle. If I had to narrow it down to two, okay. This this follow those routes for a minute. I like I'm with that, Jack. So I think we all agree that if Biggie wins it, they're going to use the Kofi feud to get him to Raw, right? I know you've had your opinions on this, chat, but that feels likely, right? Bobby's feuding with the whole with you know the other two guys from New Day. That's the the option. With Riddle, it feels like that would spark a feud between him and Randy for SummerSlam to me, which is good, right? It's a good place to put him against Randy at SummerSlam, and you can do the cash-in later. Yeah. Um, the Riddle stuff is is interesting. From I don't watch the show, but from what I can gather, like he is being positioned as you know, yeah. one of the guys, and he's next in line. So, I mean, look, here's what I'll say. I think he's going to be over huge with live crowds. Mm-hmm. I really do. And so a big part of this discussion is Jerk's two names there are ones that I think are – Names that would draw pretty, you know, an optimistic response from the audience, and that's key here. You do not want to upset people two nights into your live crowd return. And I'm not saying they would boo Drew because there's no evidence for that. I do think though it would get a bit of a oh same old thing rolling the eyes. I think you want I mean, that. On, honestly, honestly, and this this isn't too, like you people beat this this uh, this theory to death. But given the unique circumstances of the crowds just being back, buyers WWE, what I would do is. I would book like three or four finishes for this match for four, three or four different winners. And I'd mm-hmm. listen to the people. I'd listen yeah. to the reactions on the entrances a little bit during the match and then tell the referee, okay, tell Riddle he's grabbing the briefcase or it, tell E he's grabbing the briefcase. Okay. Now here's the question. How much do you think, how much thought do you think they actually put into what the audience is going to do? If any, because I kind of think, well, no. I'm saying, I'm saying normally they don't, but these circumstances, I get you. Yeah. I, get you. Uh, I, I just wonder you, if they care even now. You, yeah. you guys, have you not listened to a single Stephanie McMahon interview where she no. is like, we <laughs> listen to our audience, our audience drives our creative. Of course they're going to listen to the audience. I think they'll do exactly what Jack said. They should. I do. would, I, I would do that. I would to the crowd. I, I would tell like, and you you could like like we're doing it here. They should be able to do it in the office and say, "All right, look, there's yeah, a pretty good chance people should. are going to love Riddle. There's a pretty good chance people are going to love Biggie. Um, maybe people love Drew. We don't know. We don't know if we beat him to death or whatever. And then you just listen, and then halfway through the match, tell the referee, "All right, tell Riddle, climb that and grab it in about ten minutes." Here's my concern. Okay, it appears we are locked in at SummerSlam for a pretty star-studded lineup right it seems like we're gonna get some cena it seems like we could get some brock bob o'neill get fired up for that i just no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're getting brock buddy well i don't know i don't think we're getting to say. anyway o'neill's been saying this for three months he's not a source <laughs> I, joseph i'm quietly confident but john cena is a big one yes my concern is that within one month of being back in front of people it will again be that kind of thing where it's like well, the real stars have just gone, they've just gone home after SummerSlam. So now we're back to having, you know, John Morrison working for the briefcase with Matt Riddle. I it's an issue with the product and has been for the longest time. The sense that there isn't any hierarchy, there's just sort of a bunch of dogs, a couple of stars, and then the real stars that come in and save the day when we've got 
crowds are filled. That alarms me with this match because, frankly, I think a handful of these guys are not like even established as close to top guys. Morrison and Ricochet being the obvious one. Morrison and Ricochet could lose to anyone on that roster, and I would not bat an eyelid. Would you? I mean, seriously, is there anyone on that roster? Any of these people could lose to anybody on the but roster. That, I, get, so I get what you're saying. They're real. I mean, they they could lose every week. So I think I think because it's the first show back, like they're gonna get good right. reactions anyway. And you know, out of all these guys, Morrison and Ricochet are the two most likely guys to do just something crazy that completely yes. just yeah. like pops yeah. the crowd, which is fun. Yeah, I think you've got to do a baby face win here, largely yes. for the crowd reaction because. Roman's going over edge. We we'd all pretty much assume that. And Lashley's most likely beating Kofi. I mean, if, if you really want to create a moment, you do that Kofi victory. But you're having two heel uh, victories in, in the two title matches. Rhea and Charlotte, I don't know who's getting cheered in that match. So I like you gotta have a big babyface victory somewhere on this card to like really yeah. get a good crowd reaction. And the men's money in the bank match going with Big E or Riddle or Owens. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of the direction you have to go here. I just, I think it's, listen, I don't want to do like the negative stuff because I know people get bored of it. I personally think it's a real indictment that after 16 months or whatever it was in front of their own screens where they could pump in noise, they've left that era with approximately like two guys of interest in terms of baby faces on the climb. And I think that is like, Considering we're always told that the audience is like stopping everyone's push, there was no audience to distract or interfere, and it feels like they've got no one over in that time. I'm sorry, man. Am I being harsh here, guys? I mean, this thing, no, I'm looking no. at this lineup, and it's like, what is exciting here? I'm sorry. I think the match will be exciting. Don't take this as me knocking the talent, guys. I promise I'm not. What I'm saying is it doesn't feel, other than Riddle, who I can sense it's there for, it doesn't feel like there's that momentum for guys, does it? It doesn't feel like these guys people are going, I can't wait to get to see these live again. That's disappointing, man. It really is because they shouldn't be in that position. But nonetheless, we'll look forward. I agree with both of you. Those are the two names to circle in terms of sending the people home happy, giving them something to be excited about for the next, you know, four, six months of TV back on the road. The problem is, is they just, they do these rematches over and over again. And that's why no one gets over. Like you look at Riddle, or not Riddle, uh, Ricochet and Morrison and the, the first match was was good. Everyone praised it. And it's like, okay, well, let's do it the following week and the following week and the following week. And let's do a last man standing match with no actual finish. And it's like, this is why no one cares about the – they had a chance to make somebody okay. like Ricochet, right? Like you you can you can heat up anybody, especially in the, the Thunderdome era where, as you said, you can just pipe in noises. You can heat up anybody quickly. They're so afraid to just beat guys or they beat them the same way with the, the distraction roll-up or just a general – Roll up. I mean, they beat Lashley with a roll up this mm-hmm. past Monday. They, they they'll just beat anybody with this with this friggin' roll up, and that'll be that. And that's why nobody gets over, and that's why no one cares about these guys. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's a lame conversation because like I don't I don't want to upset people. This is where I'm at on it, so we'll leave it there. What's your prediction, all of us? I'll go Drew because that's where I'm at. Jack, who you got? Riddle. I need some on Riddle. I'm going Biggie. Let me read off okay. a couple of super chats here. Okay. Uh, Kyle Voss, who does our intro theme, says much love to you guys from Distraction's favorite band. I think you should review the BPW media call on Distraction Choice as it was such art. But we do a lot of stuff where we self-congratulate each other. I don't know if we want to review 
our, our entire media call. It's like, yeah, see how fantastic we are. I tweeted enough that we're already great. We don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to write a whole article on it. Uh, Matt and Caleb Graham says, what if Biggie wins and Kofi somehow beats Bobby? Biggie did say that at one time there was talks about turning someone in New Day. So why not E versus Kofi? Man, they've talked about that stuff. Those guys don't actually want to do it. So. I would be, I, I'm serious. I would be invested in Biggie going after Kofi, but again, like that, no. you don't, you don't have to do a new day breakup. This is like, just treat it as a competition. Kofi happens to be the two time WWE champion. Now Biggie just happens to have that briefcase. It, it mm-hmm. just, it's, Hey, sorry, this is the way the stars aligned. So they have to do it. Go have a competitive match. I'd be all in on that. You don't have to do the new day breakup nonsense. The problem is though, is because of the briefcase, he would never be forced into it. Right. He could always yeah. go to Rome and say, it was, it would be it'd be problematic. I don't think you can do it. I, I get the idea in a vacuum, but like, it's Russell that needs baby faces on top, and like making Big E sort of like a muddy in the waters with him is not the way. I feel, you know. No. Okay. In speaking of land conversations, and we'll move on after this because this sucks. Um, the woman's money in the bank. Um, are we all just like assuming that Becky's back or some shit? Like, what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, no. you're gonna see. You're gonna see Becky no. on Sunday. Isn't no. isn't there if one of you guys have the card either in your head or pulled up in front of you? I do. Isn't there one slot open? There is. So the, right the competitors right. are Bliss, Cross, uh, Asuka, Naomi, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, in an open spot. Oh, um, you know what I did? Like, uh, it just popped into my head. No, that that rumor or whatever going around the other day that Sonya could insert herself into the match. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much that's a rumor, as more as it's likely to happen <laughs> okay if she does she has to win <laughs> she should win if she doesn't it's sonia okay yeah, i'm for I, that yeah so, I, so I, I think sonia sonia is okay. the eighth competitor and i think it makes sense for her to have it there's nobody mm-hmm. else on on this list like alexa's apparently feuding with eva marie now um bro that um that situation i'm gonna do this again and just hit this drum again so that i get congratulated when i'm right like you guys have got to read what's going on with that deal because that's like some lamb to the slaughter shit. But that gimmick is hard enough. You're pairing it with Eve Marie now. Come I don't on, know why they did that. I saw that the other day. Because they're trying to they're trying to extrapolate money from a gimmick they don't actually want to utilize. It's just like <laughs> on the show and exists. It's very, very sad stuff. But nonetheless, um, Alexa's not winning. I did happen Apparently. to see that a cameo for Alexa Bliss is eight hundred dollars. And if anybody, I, have, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I have a lot of questions for people because I did see yeah. she, she sold some. I, I, I have you questions. She's going to sell all of them. Yeah, she sells them. They, like every month they do this shit and she sells the most and they just up the price again. Yeah. It's, like, it's like an office bed. $800. I don't know, man. It's, it's like, oh, isn't Alexa the heel or was the heel? No, she's like, a baby face. I know she is now, but like, wasn't she the heel? Am I? Am I, don't I think just, they know. She was framed as a heel there. When she turned on Bray, she was framed as a heel. But in fairness, you could easily explain that to yourself. It's just like she was kidnapped by him. So fuck him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's so. Dude, they don't have Rhea and Charlotte heel and baby. Yeah. You know, like, again, this is why I like, I don't even want to do these conversations because just people think I'm being an asshole. It's like, I don't know, guys. I I don't think there's any meat on the bone with this shit. You know, like, to me, it's just, it's on a stuff. And there's, to me, there's no, like, real importance to the conversation. It's just, it is what it is. I think Sonya's a smart choice. If Becky's there and she's in this match, she's obviously winning it. 
Is it that simple? Am I missing something? It feels that simple to me. I think you could go with Liv and get a good reaction out of that. And that's not something where you need to do like an immediate type cash in gimmick. Like she can have it for a while. Maybe you build her up. Not in on Liv, Joseph. I'm, I think Liv's great. I just, it feels like she's the character they go, she's an underdog. So we will, you know, like she will make people wait for it. It feels to me. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they never, they never capitalize they seem, on that stuff. They, they seem like they've been doing a good job of telling the story that Liv's going to win. Yeah. Agreed. And too I think that's going to leave a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Too good to be true. One of those things. Like, there's going to yes. be a lot of people going into Sunday night expecting Liv to win because of the story they've been telling. Um, right. And the but, thing is, is she's definitely someone worth pushing, right? We all agree on that much. It's just we yes. don't think this Sunday is the point. Yeah. I, I, people are talking about Becky, and I, I don't see a reason for her to do this match. Like, because the briefcase, be- in terms of where her run ended, the briefcase was the thing that like gave Asuka the belt, remember? Yeah, but so she like, doesn't she can just walk right in there and just get that match. Well, like, yeah, see that's the thing. Logically, and I know I know logic WWE, <laughs> I get that. I get that. But Becky does have every right to come back in and say, Okay, give me my title shot. Like I yeah. I willingly gave it up because of the circumstances, but now I, I give give me a shot to get it back. This is this is where like because Becky doesn't need it like actually try to make somebody or try to give it to somebody who could use it. They just don't do I it. I know, I know no. they don't do it, but that that's you know my thinking Genuine is. Question. I'm intrigued by the chat's take on this too. What was the who was the last guy at the briefcase like catapulted up the card? Was I mean, it did it for Seth? Yeah, Seth is an obvious one. Yeah. Um, so last Christ. year was Asuka and Otis, which obviously no explanation needed there. 2019 was Brock. He didn't need it. I'd say that much for sure. How no, but yeah, he didn't need it. It made sense, kind of. And it was. Nah, like, but, but I, Joseph, I, I'm not one of the I didn't hate. The, oh, I get. All right, I get what you're saying. Never yeah, mind. and Joseph, you know, did it catapult him up the card? Yeah, no, that's my. Yeah, that's my fault. Sorry, Joseph. That was my fault. No, you're good. I just think it's interesting. I did a feature on this a couple of years back about like, like what actually what? is. What is the match? You know, like because everyone thinks of it as this like star maker, but in reality, it's just a ticket to get pinned on TV every week before cashing in for a shitty title round, which is what not, most of the people who yes. have had it have done. That that's what yeah. you know, and like genuinely, the majority. Um, punk, punk's a long time ago, right? Carmella, like ah, catapult up. The, I see. I don't know. Carmella West. Know, she's man. one of those examples where. So this is this is the thing, okay. When they do that, they don't think they have to push someone because to them, yeah. that's the shortcut. So they can beat them every week. And what they don't realize is when they lose that belt, they'll just slide exactly where they were beforehand. <sighs> Carmella being a perfect example. Daniel Bryan's a good one, which was 2011. Yeah, Edge, Bryan's good. Yeah. Edge is obviously a great one. Yeah, Edge, one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Edge set the standard Again, these for, are, these for are what the briefcase should be. I, I understand, but like it, even it's so funny because it's the first like Edge set the standard for what that briefcase should, what 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 it what it represents. Yeah, like no, no, I, I get. It. I, I'm listen. I'm completely for the idea of it being like a transformative thing. I'm just saying like, when I dug into it, it was like very rarely are the guys that get over over because they had this briefcase. Like it's normally the fact that they stick once they get the title ring. You know. Yeah. Like Bailey, for example, Aaron Ray brings up Bailey, and it helped her for sure. She, she what really helped Bailey was turning heel six months later. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's, it's or three months later. So it's just um, 
It's, it's a valuable thing, but what my point was, I mean, it's more of a plot device, is my point. In terms of catapulting up the card, if you use that definition, then definitely The Miz. I mean, the dude got a WrestleMania main event out of it with John Cena and The Rock. Yeah, that's a good one. So yep. Miz, definitely. That's literally the definition of catapult up the card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, look, there's, there's examples for sure. I just think we need to all remind ourselves, like, each usage now is very much whatever plot device works best for this current programming. And that's why a lot of the cushions in recent years, Otis aside, have been quick. You know, Brock was to set up um, a SummerSlam match. The women have all been night one cushions, like two of the last. So you had Asker obviously wasn't even a cushion. And then the two before that were night one cushions. Alexa was purely to drop it to Ronda. Bailey was obviously no one to get a belt on her, so that's fine. But like, it is, it is interesting. I, I, I'm not saying this is even as a criticism. I'm just saying like, that briefcase very much is something that I think a lot of people miss. He's like, do they need it? No, but if it makes sense for the content they're about to create, that's normally the way they go historically. Yes, I think I think Rollins, as far as the last person, Rollins would Rollins, be the name yeah. unless you want to make an argument for Ambrose in 2016. Uh, mm. Ambrose was probably more over before that. that was like overdue for him, you know. Yeah, if yeah, if Ambrose would have sustained like top mm-hmm. star status, which again, like we're coming to find like, that's not necessarily, that's not really his fault. That's WWE. Oh, dropped yeah. the ball with, with Moxley. Of these are the talents but if he sustained yeah. like Seth, Seth took your Seth really is the last one. You guys are right because he took that catapulted to the main event scene. And yes. basically Seth has maintained for better or worse, his status as a top star Agreed. for the last six years yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. And here's the thing, by the way, I, I want to stress this again. Like, it isn't necessarily a bad thing that isn't making guys. As long as it makes good TV, it's in its job. So, for example, I'll give you an example. Do I think it was great that Brock won it in 2019? Not really. Did it make for some funny TV? Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's and at the end of the day, that's what they need to do. So, whoever wins it, that's the that's the key. I think we're – so I'm going to pick Sonya. I'm not – actually, I'm picking Becky. I'm going to pick Becky. <laughs> Who we got? Jack, we it's pick Sonya. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Sonya. Okay. Tell me what you I got. Think I, I think Sonya as well. I can see, I can see Nikki Ash. I'm oh, throwing it no, out there. No, you can't. I know I can. They no. like this little gimmick. She runs around with the briefcase and everything. No. I can see it. I can see it, Joseph. I mean, no offense to Nikki when I say this. No. Like, I watched, I watched a few more clips of this thing because I saw everybody talking about it. I you mean, guys are I, I, understand, I understand. Mindset. You're thinking no, of I your understand. own mindset. But the the gimmick itself, this thing sucks. I, I, I don't. I mean, no offense to Nikki. I, I, love I know she's Nikki, trying. Bro. It's just bad. I, this this shit this shit sucks, guys. I could it, I could see it. I could see it for the same reasons they did it for Otis, and they they don't yeah, learn lessons. They don't learn lessons at all. They they just put it on her. They think it's funny. They do some cool little skits and stuff with it. They don't actually have a direction of where they're gonna go for it, but no. they they think it's good for the for the night. I can see it. I'm not I'm, saying it's good. Don't get me wrong here. I can see. Look, it. I, I'm I'm for Nikki Cross doing what she wants to do. I think she's great, but like people that are doing this hurricane comparison, are missing a lot of the charm of hurricane and the fact that it was like. From what I've seen of this character, it is like a childlike figure playing it straight as an almost superhero. And if she comes out and gets booed, I don't want to see anyone acting surprised online that wrestling fans are mean. Like this is this is insane running this character now. But anyway, look, 
Can we move on? This show sucks. It doesn't. It'll be a good, by the way, it'll be a good show. This show meaning the distraction sucks because I don't know what well, to say about it. Uh, look, look, Shane, Shane Helms just came across as a delusional dude who thought he was a superhero. Yes. The Nikki stuff is coming across like Eugene. I'm not mad at it. No, that's not, that's that's the difference. That's the difference between this. He's also, let's be honest, the Shane Helm stuff. Every every everyone, it was good, but he was also paired with the freaking Rock at the height of his popularity. Huge ceiling over the top of these kind of characters. So come on, right? like yeah. This be real about what they are. If you get these characters over, you'll be invited back to a Royal Rumble in 10, 20 years. <laughs> but like, it is not something where you're gonna change. You know, you're gonna be a top star. Now, Nikki yeah. is smart enough, I think, to know that was anyway. You know, and she was off TV. Let's try something. Then you know, God bless. Good luck to it. But I, I just think um, it is worse. This is about dynamite, guys. I can't even. Thirty-five minutes. Come on. Man, Antonio says just coming back from AEW Austin. That place had an electrifying yes. feel. Took my brother, who hates wrestling, by the end of the event. He lost his voice and got us and my sister tickets to the Dallas show. First yes. of all, fun. Dallas show. That Next rules so much, bro. Yeah. Dude, Guys, that, that, show, that show last night. I know we're going to get to it, but holy Oh, shit. we're doing it. It's just we're going to do it right now. I mean, we're done. Money in the bank. This is honestly, I'm not just, I'm going to go here, okay? I'm going to passport it to Jeremy or Jack, whichever one you want to take it. I just want to go here. We spent months on this show building up, and I kept saying it over and over again. Guys, get ready for this when they go back to the road. Their roster is so much better. The program is so much better. They've been on a hot streak in Daly's place. Get ready for it. And like, I said last week, I go, they can do better shows and they can have hotter crowds. And someone DM me and was like, bro, that was a great show. Do you see what I'm saying now? <laughs> this shit is electric, man. It ain't going to be like this every week, but this is not far from what their norm can be with that roster. It's an no. all-star lineup, man. It's, this was special. This was an all-time TV to me. And I think we talked about it last week. Yeah, there is going to come a time when the honeymoon period ends. Like, we, we know that. It's it, it's going to end at some point. And not everything's going to be like it was in Miami or in Austin last night. But AEW is going to always come close to that. I agree. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just the way. Like, I I can tell you right now what's going to happen. Like, I'm, for the first time in a long time, I'm genuinely excited to watch WWE this weekend. I mean that. Mm -hmm. Not a bit. Not a joke. I'm genuinely excited to watch tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm with you. Tomorrow night, Sunday night, and I might even watch Raw on Monday. Because I want, I I, I just want to see that again. I'm curious. But again, like I said last week, they're gonna fall off a cliff because their dumbass booking decisions are gonna they're gonna they're gonna step on their own toes again. Mm-hmm. And then everything's just gonna go back to normal. AEW, yeah, they're, they're they might hit a few towns that just aren't as hot or whatever, but they're just firing on all cylinders right now. It's insane it's, what it's that special, company's man. doing. Yeah. People are gonna appreciate it, man. I, I do this shit too often. I know people get bored, but like it's a real like major league. Set, like runner up we haven't had in like 20 years and like i get that it's not for everyone so whatever your taste is you may not like it and that's fine i get that but like don't let like weird tribalism and stuff get in the way of you enjoying it because it's dude they're on a hot streak i mean that show last night i can't remember a two hours of wrestling two hours slot of wrestling that was like as just nothing but hits as that was that was incredible man. and the because energy they're, just, they're so structured Mm-hmm. Like to get you excited about their product, like I, I think again, I, I think we spoke about it uh, last week on the on the Twitch. Twitch is that we know Hangman Adam Page is gonna beat Kenny Omega at some point sooner rather than later. Kenny's or Hangman's gonna beat him, 
But you could pick like five or six guys that when you say, okay, well, who's going to beat Hangman? You could be like, well, it could be MJF. Well, it could be this guy. Well, it could be mm-hmm. this guy. It could be Jungle Boy. And then I saw someone on Twitter. I God, I wish I remembered who it was. Someone brought up the thing about what about Miro double champ? And I was like, shit, that'd work too. Yeah. If Miro just keeps blowing through his TNT title contenders and then blows the doors off a of Hangman and Miro becomes a double champ. I said, that'd be cool as shit, I think. Joseph they pitched had- Miro winning the title pretty quickly from Hangman, and then I pitched it even quicker, like the Wednesday <laughs> after. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, we were we were playing with the idea of like Hangman finally gets to the mountain top of Kenny Omega, and then like, Miro just kills him. You know, like yeah. and the idea of that. Um, I don't know. Like, I I like all the possibilities, and I enjoy talking about. It. Obviously, most of our time this show, this is just like an hour of dynamite. I get people hate that. I don't care yeah. because. To me, there's just way more meat on the bone in terms of conversation. But even beyond that, like, how many of these dudes are walking out and getting star reactions? It's so, insane. Like, they were they were on a great run before the pandemic, right? Like, they were about yeah. to do Blood and Guts. They were about to have yep. Hardy, Brody, and these guys come in. Like, they were on a – the crowd's always elevated these Dynamite shows before the, the pandemic. And then, obviously, things happen still the energy level we talked about this a lot joseph like the energy level with even no crowd uh at daily's place was still great for those shows and that's a testament to to their structure and their talent to just keep that energy up even though there was no crowd or there was limited crowd or there's fans at ringside or they taped shows like the brit and thunder show was a taped show Mm -hmm. and it's like man the energy of this is just completely different and it was taped a week ago yes now with fans back like that energy is still there as far as just the structure and the talent. But yeah, you get the actual crowd there. It just lifts this stuff so, so much more. Like like Ricky, he won the he won the title last night. This is his first, this is first time from the audience. He debuted in the pandemic era. You know, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't on the show. He did a little pre-thing in Miami, but like this was his first match in front of the audience. And like he and they were smart to put that in Texas. Big reaction, big pop for for when he won the title. Lance Archer, he's going to get the match in Texas next week. You can say Archer doesn't deserve it or whatever. He's from Texas. It's against Moxley. You do you do the death match, like it's going to get a huge reaction. Like they've positioned these guys by not beating them so much on yeah. television, by not beating them weekly on television, that everybody just and we you know we thought this was a problem, and there can still be some issues with it. Of okay. If you don't have a top star, who, you know, who's the face of your company? Who's running your company? It's like, maybe everybody's just like over and everybody gets a good reaction, even if there's not like a de facto face or de facto ace of the company. It's it's rewriting the book on on how this shit's supposed to go, man. And we all need to leave our kind of tropes and our textbook mindset and traditions at the door and say, well, maybe this is the way here. Maybe all of those old school thoughts about, you know, if everyone's a star, no one's a star, maybe they're just, they can all be stars at different levels, you know? Yeah. And I think positioning guys, as you said, is like, it's it's a game changer because it allows guys like Matt Hardy and Christian to go there and kill it. But that was a very good match. Yeah, and I didn't think it was going to be a very good match. <laughs> so it was a very good match. left two pros to their own devices, man. Like it's, this, this is the a case of a great talent pool being handled correctly to me. Simple as that. And it's, I, I sometimes think to myself, like, it sometimes it, it almost blows my mind how good they're doing with yeah. managing the talent. It's like 
because I, I, I got worried, rightfully so, like as they keep adding talent and stacking up mm-hmm. that roster, I'm like, oh, shit, man, this is going to get really hard to do because they have too much. There's too much. There's too many people. Oh, crap. This is bad. This is bad. It's going to get bad. And they just consistently just keep proving me wrong. And I, I love it. I love it. But now the last two weeks, you you need a hot crowd. That's, you know, as much as professional wrestling will change over the decades. One thing that will never change is you need a hot crowd. And yes. a hot crowd can make anything 10 times more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch any. And I've seen I've seen a lot of them, whether watching them back or when I was a little kid. Watch the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express matches. Not all of them were five-star bangers, okay? People were invested, but though, right? Yeah. When people are losing their freaking minds for Ricky and Robert, <laughs> yeah. it just takes the match to a different level. Was right. Screaming out of their minds for those two. Mm-hmm. You don't care that, you know, the match isn't that perfect because you're invested in it. It's, I mean, there was a great example of that last night. So, I, I mean, everyone that watches this show knows I was fired up to see Cole in a singles match like that, and I thought he did great, you know? But like that match was a sound professional wrestling match that the audience turned into like an electric opener. Because like Mox, listen, maybe I'm I'm you know kind of off on this, but like Mox to me was clearly shaking some rust. Cole hasn't had matches like that very often in the last six years, and basically Mox give Cole the match. Cole hit all of his shit, and they just just you know did false finishes, and it's like the energy was such that it felt so hot that match. By the end of it, you were like, Phew. I mean. And this is the other thing, and this is very much a nerdy thing and an inside baseball thing, but it's the truth. How cool is it when the show starts and you've got AEW guy versus Impact guy for a New Japan title? <laughs> and he's like, there's something to that, man, because it makes you feel like the centre of the wrestling kind of landscape. And that's just cool. I'm sorry. I know it ain't saying for the casuals, wherever they are, who they are, but like, it's cool for us dipshits, right? We enjoy it. The the Moxley-Anderson match, again, like this is what a hot crowd can do. I didn't think this match was like particularly great, right? right. Like, no. I, I, I'm I'm with you. I thought Moxley looked off, and he looked I like mean, a guy who hasn't slept because he yes, just had a big. Yeah, he he definitely looked like a guy who spent the last month uh, taking care of a newborn. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent So that's how Jack's gonna look when he shows up on this. <laughs> yeah, show my first months from now. <laughs> Dude, the hair is already like he's already yeah. tasting on that shit, Jack man. He's always gonna be there soon. <laughs> Uh, so like I didn't think the match was like particularly good or anything. It, it was good, don't don't get me wrong, but yeah. it wasn't like high level stuff that you would expect from these two. The crowd was just into all of it though. To, it made it seem like it was like this classic yeah. match. The yeah. pop when Eddie jumped Gallows was like yeah. it was like yes. rocking Mick Foley brawling at ringside. Like it's Gallows brought him with a man. I mean, this is but again, people can say what well, is crowd easily pleased. It's like. In fairness, they don't beat a lot of these guys on TV, so they are stars. They are stars in the crowd. Even even the crowds are easily pleased. So what? They're the (laughs) ones who paid the money to buy the ticket. Who gives a shit? They paid their money to buy the ticket. You see that shit, though, right? There's this weird vibe where it's like, it's easy for them. Their fans are like happy, and it's like, well, maybe there's something to that, guys. I don't know. So not beating people is... Leads me to my next point. Ethan Page is in this main event, oh, right? God. Against I know, I know that's your that's your father, Joseph. Is it brother, father, <laughs> one of the two? Brother, but I'm not young. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like he's in this main event. You look at his record on, on you know the main shows and stuff. He's got a win over Lee Johnson, a win over Bear Bronson. They beat Darby in a handicap match, and, and him and Scorpio beat uh, the Dark Order. 
Like not like impressive right. wins or anything, but they beaten them. They beat them at the pay-per-view with, with Sting and Darby and the tag and team. And he didn't match. get pinned. Right. Like they're just not beating this guy weekly. Even if he doesn't have like this big like signature win, his signature win is a handicap match over Darby Allen. Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like even if he doesn't have the signature win, because you just don't see him face Bear Bronson every single week and go 50-50 with him, it's like, oh, man. And on top of not losing every week, he's out there, like, cutting great promos. It's to, very Kingston, right? right? It, it, he yeah. reminds me a lot of Eddie's arrival and sort of ascent, where it's just like, because Eddie didn't win at all on Dynamite initially. Do you remember no. that shit? Like, he was yeah. fighting for the title. But if you can talk... They'll allow you to do it, and they'll position you in the right view. Like Jack pointed out months and months ago, I think we discussed it last week. Like this is just, this is one of those dynamics you go back to year after year. It's just right. special, and and these guys have got something together. I think Ethan is a guy that when they signed him, it was like good talent, good signing. After four, three was it four months on the roster? To me, it's like I don't know if he's a world champion, but he's a player, right? He's got to be. It's funny you say that because I looked at Ethan last night and I said, that dude's going to hold the AEW title in the next few years. He's, He's going to be the world man. champion yeah. of the company. And you know what? I think it, when you, when you, when you go back and retrace the steps of his signing, mm-hmm. I don't think AEW knew what they had in him. Great. Great. They signed him and said, all right, what happens happens, you know? And mm-hmm. then when they started to see what they got in him, then it was like, okay, come on, let's, let's ramp this up a little bit. Cause you're re- you're really, really good at this. Yeah, I mean, if, I don't want to make this like a – I think the world is Scorpio. It felt to me the men of the year were supposed to be a Scorpio vehicle. To me, that's what it felt like because they were getting ready to push Scorpio before that. So I think their idea was to like kind of focus in on Scorpio. Ethan would be with him. I think, you know, it's not being dismissive of Scorpio. So like Ethan's just stole that act, right? Like he's just made it his. He's, unfortunately for Scorpio, I mean, he's great, but he just – he stood out even immediately. And I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but that's the difference between WWE and AEW. If WWE had done that thing, no matter what, no matter what kind of reactions Ethan was getting, no matter what what kind of work Ethan was doing, they would have stuck to their guns and done 100 miles an hour on Scorpio. Instead, right. AEW looks at things and goes, "Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't working like we thought it was, but that seems to be working even better. So let's go with that instead." I feel. I think. It's interesting, right? So, like, you obviously, you informed us, or whatever. I think I've seen some of it, but like, about the whole Ethan Derby thing. And obviously, they were aware. That's why they positioned them together. I don't think when you put it on paper, and this is the thing with Ethan in general, I think, he's a guy that you go, okay, he can do this good, he can do this good, he's got a good look. And it doesn't jump off the page as it does when you actually see it in motion, right? So, it's easy to say him and Derby have got history. When you see him throwing him down the stairs, it's like, hang on a second, <laughs> this is a money. I mean, that felt like a main event. And by the way, that is not an easy match to do because you have no false finishes. Your ability to create drama is so difficult without making it phony. So what they instead did was they just made it violent. Yeah. It was violent. I mean, it was a nasty fight. I loved it. You know, I, I thought the, the, the dynamite thing of bookended it with quality has always been there. But we also, you mentioned earlier, Adrian, we shouldn't miss, you know, Ricky and Brian killed it. Sammy and Willie, you had like that sprint that ruled. <laughs> that was yeah. so fun. I don't think they've done enough of those in Dynamite, to be honest. Just like sprints like that, where it's two featured guys, relative in Utah's case, just having a five-minute match. You know, like, I think that can happen sometimes for the sake of the show. Um, I think we'll see that more. I think we'll see that more with the you know yeah. touring and live audiences back mm-hmm. and everything. And I really don't care. The, the, the Cody, Malachi, Black stuff oh. popped me. 
it popped Cody's me back, back. man. Cody's the white back. the white suit, like he's such a dork, and I love him so much. But I, I do love the Cody shtick. Like he's he's really and for any for anyone who's watched the, the NWA in the 80s, he's really trying to be his father. Cody oh, yeah. is really trying to be dusty. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it come, comes across well, sometimes not so much. With this Malachi Black thing, Cody playing the role of Dusty, I think is working for right now. Yes. It's he, he's pulling he's it crowds out. too, though, right? Like yes. I know yeah. the confirmed shoot said this and it popped me. Sorry, Jeremy. But I just yeah. need, I don't need to give him a shout on this. He goes to me, he's like, I tweeted when the pandemic started. Cody will be the wrestler most affected by this lack of crowds, and then like forgot along the way that I knew this would happen, and was like, "What's happened to Cody, bro?" Like I watched him last night; he had energy again. He was not overthinking it; he was just talking. It was way better. Go ahead, Jeremy. We say? we talked about this when the pandemic first started. How like Cody, the matches weren't what they were with right. Cody because he could not play off. He didn't have that reaction. He didn't have that energy. Yep. Like outside of like the Brody stuff, Cody was a miss. During the yep. pandemic era, like he was a miss. This, the Derby match was good and everything, but like the yeah, Brody stuff was matches were good, but like in terms yeah. of programs, right? Right, can... exactly. Yeah, yeah, like the open challenge. Obviously, Eddie and, and um, Ricky came in there, mm-hmm. and that that was good stuff. But like, yeah, actual program, Cody was a miss outside outside of the Brody program, especially in 2021. I don't know what he's done good this year, but like this, the Malachi stuff with the crowds back and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Cody, Cody definitely feels like he, he knows shit. what he's doing again. Okay, I have a new bit that we're going to do every week. Okay, <laughs> this is called the Dork Dial. Okay, in uh, his promo about graphic and... yes, in his promo about horses being killed. How how much of a dork was Malachi? About old lead. I thought it was right. actually impressively undorky. I thought he was pretty cool. I'm going to be honest. I I thought his delivery was good enough that I could roll with it. A little bit long considering you're shooting a hot angle. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it's like a free on the you know free to a zero to ten dog dial scale. What about you guys? Probably a four or five. Like I, I told I told you guys I told you guys before. I it, it's like Tommy End has my brain so scrambled because I think he like he is definitely a top star. He should have been mm-hmm. a top star in WWE. Will be a top star in AEW. The some of the shit that comes out of his mouth though. I, it like I I've literally when I see links, no offense, like I click on all the fightful links I can every day. But when I see Malachi Black says, I'm like, nope, not click. I don't want to know. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know what he said. I don't care. I just want to watch him do his thing every Wednesday. That's I don't That's care. This guy's Joseph. out there. Mm-hmm. I I think I think it was maybe a six, and I think Malachi wow. Black should stay away from the lore thing and just be a badass guy bro, who has cool bro. tattoos. And does MMA? No, we're also, not doing that bit. Are no, we, we're not doing that bit. Because they did it last night again. Are we? Are we really doing the thing where Malachi Black and Tommy End are two different people? No, because no, they, they called him no. Tommy End again last night. That was that yeah, was Tommy. Cody doing the shoot thing, bro. Yeah, you know. I mean, we're good. Um, I would like if they did that; it'd be hilarious. Okay, we, I have one more thing to hear. I don't. By the way, Jeremy, I do not give a fuck about what the time Bob O'Neill comes on. We wasted so much this show, and I just I'm going to keep going. I don't care. I want to get to the big segment, obviously, because we need to talk about that segment. That was the centerpiece of the show, right, with Hangman, Kenny, and all that stuff. However, along the way, can we do a quick stop? Uh, Andrade, like, getting his, like, iPad and being like, Death Triangle, huh? Dude, <laughs> that was interesting. People pop for that. Like, what is that? Is he going to just work all three of those guys? Because if so, holy shit. Or are we going to get some sort of – imagine him in the faction. My God, there would not all be a triangle. Be a well, since, uh, since, since, <laughs> since even and before get- on – 
Go ahead, Jack. That's even before Andrade signed. And then especially after he signed. Like, people are begging, and I'll, I'll blame them, me too, begging to see him wrestle Ray Phoenix because yes. that's just going to be batshit. So it feels like that's what he needs to like. I the Sidedale match was cool. He definitely looked like a guy, and this is very common. He looked like one, like a guy that was like trying to get out of the weird shit that he'd like picked up over there, you know. Because there's good stuff taking WWE, but there's also some weird shit that they like. Yeah. And he looked like he was in the middle of that transition, giving him Ray Finch, just being like, "Listen, man, just do your thing." It just feels like the yeah, it feels like the route, but. A Penta match could be one of the great spectacles, but as we know, Penta just doesn't bump. It's the, it's the, he doesn't do that anymore. Right? He's grown out of it. So it'll be interesting to see that. A Pack match. I mean, I don't know where Pack's out or when he's back because I know that he flies home, right? But like, that sounds pretty exciting. So is he also, what was his surprise? Did we, did, is that done now? I don't know. Maybe it's still coming. Vicky was not with him in that segment, which, I mean, make of that. It, look, I'd have, no, I, I'd, have, yeah. I'd have no issue if we just never saw Vicky with him again. If we just, forgot, happened, whole, just forgot the whole thing ever existed. He won't do that because he knows that would be like conceding defeat. So instead what they're doing is she's not in all of the segments. And like when she was at ringside for the match, she was like the furthest thing from Vicky Guerrero. Like she didn't make any noise. She just yeah. stood there and clapped. Like it's obvious that he realized it's dumb, but he doesn't want to like <laughs> He does not want to like take it back, you know. Like, he's like, if Vicky's still with him, she's just not Vicky at all. I mean, the, the only thing we got out of it, I thought it was pretty cool last week when he climbed to the top and looked at her and did the Eddie shuffle and she gave him the thumbs up. Like that was a cool moment. I thought I said, I all right, that's, that's, it. that's yeah. pretty freaking cool that you know Vicky got to do that for him. But what but, if but what then, if they use Alex as <laughs> essentially Andrade's like he does with Penta? You know, the Penta yes. says stuff. Is like is like over, and I know Andrade can can talk, but they're like they're still subtitling him. I when he talks. The, one of my favorite things about AEW that's under the radar, like we could talk about top stars and everything. But one of my favorite things they did was put Alex with Penta. I, I yeah. whose ever idea that was, yeah. I'd like to shake their hand because that was a fantastic freaking idea. The Penta says stuff is phenomenal. No, he's very good. That was when Penta turned heel for like 10 days and was just like a piece of shit. And then he went, um, which people get very mad if you mention it. I mean, no harm, guys. It was funny. But listen, I I must say, as much as I want the matches, I am intrigued by Andrade being in that clique. I've got to be honest. I am. I know people hate gang warfare, but like. That's I mean, it's here, though, right? Like, you, you're not going to. Dude, you might hate imagine. gang warfare, but it's like they've already established all this. They ain't just going to tear it all down. Like, that is an out. If you did eight man tags with that four, Andrade, Pack, Penta, and Phoenix, are you shitting me? That's insane. And the craziest thing is their roster is good enough. They could find a perfect four to go again. Like, it's, it's wild. There's a lot of opportunities here. I'm still excited about Andrade, though. I do think he, I wish like someone could have managed his shit better. Because if you look at how Malachi Black has handled his, whether you think he's clever, you know, Dumb, deluded, genius, somewhere in between. That dude went and hopped on the show as soon as he can, shot a hot angle and is narrowing a feud. Andrade, as far as I know, had a no-compete thing scrapped. Yeah. He waited an awful yeah. long time to move, man. And by the time he did, there'd been another like 90 wrestlers released. You know, Joe, that's a good that's it's a good point. That's a really good point. I, I think Thank you, Andr- I think Andrade did screw up by yeah. Not pulling the trigger a little sooner, especially his first announcement. He had, was since he had the Del Rio. By the way, did you guys see the this this element of the Bud Murph saga with Brian Cage? Oh this yes, ruled, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. ruled so much. Yeah, so, it's for it's for like what the middle of September. 
Yeah, it seems very. It, um, yeah, it seems like it hints a lot about where. I really would <laughs> love someone to. I'd love someone to please talk Andrade out of that dumbass Del Rio match. That's a whole. Other, Just please talk him out of it. I want to do this bit on Brian Cage, but that is like a whole thing with like the Mexican wrestling scene that you and I are just like, I don't get what's going on there. Because like Penta, Phoenix, all them guys still rock with Del Rio. Like, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what he is, but they all do, right? Yeah. Anyway, it appears that Buddy Murphy has got this like very scientific approach Jerry's going to do this, right? He's going to lay it out, like map it, you know, announce this here, announce that there. I'm going like, to make a big shocker. Then maybe do some indie days. And like Brian Cage is like, I'm wrestling him. Here he is. Todd <laughs> Murph has ghosted this whole thing on social. And it was in a few of powers in the DMs like, he must be like this dumb piece. Of, what is he doing? Posting. I, I legitimately, I saw that tweet and that graphic, which is just, you know, straight oh, out of early yeah. 2000 right. Angel Fire nonsense. Yes. Uh, and I was like, I don't even know if this is real. Like, I feel he's like this is just almost it. fake. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he's not. And I was like, uh, can we reach out to, but like, this comes out the day, like Sean does the interview. I was like, can we reach out to Buddy to like, make sure this is legit? Cause I'm not, I'm not 100%. <laughs> the guy's like, he's like, we've got 90 days and that's so you can kill their buzz. So I'm going to make sure that I spread all this information very neatly across my 90 days. And then Brian Cage is like, dream match. Here we are. Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> And it's in Philadelphia, like middle of September. And I think we, I think it's all safe to assume that Buddy's going to sign with AEW, right? To be quite frank, that day, so, so they're going to be two in guys. Philadelphia is, seems very, very makes it even more likely he's going to AEW. Yeah, it, but it, it's just weird because, like, like yeah, Buddy's a free agent now, and so they're going to be two guys working for the same company, but working some little indie show in Philly. I'll say this, the, man. The, the optics are weird on it. They're like, just really strange. I'll say this much. I mentioned a moment ago that guys struggled to get out of that, like, WWE ribbon. There are a few guys that are better to help Buddy do that in Cage whose match will be, let's just, like, do moonsaults. Let's just go around and have fun. I'm not a detective by any means, but from what I can gather of when that date is compared to when all the AEW stuff is, it seems like there's a reason he's took that booking. But there you go. We'll see. Hangman and Omega, they're doing the big five-on-five five match with, with title shots on the line. That's next week, right? No, it's not. They, they didn't announce it for next seems week. seems it will I, be a I, fight for the Fallen. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a fight for the Fallen. They have so right. much stuff already locked in for next week. They got the Moxley match, the Brit match. Um, there's a couple other things, but those, those mean, are kind of the big two. They could Jericho is they also on the show. They could carry, like, they just have to carry the Kenny Hangman match until all out. They could do it. They can kill time. Okay, so this yeah. this talk about this a little bit. So this is elimination, which is a huge wrinkle to this match because that means either Hangman or Kenny's getting pinned or counted out or, you know, whatever the deal. I think they're getting pinned. So do we think do we think there's a chance that Hangman loses this and they do the rebuild we were mentioning? Yes. Yeah, or I was thinking we, about that. Because here's the thing. If Hangman's team is winning this, it feels like Hangman should not be the one that pins Kenny, to me. Because you want to save that, right? So do you do you do something where, like, a John Silver catches something? I don't know. Is, this is going to be really interesting in terms of layout, isn't it? This is a that new match. I would say first, don't ahead, pin Jack. Kenny. Don't pin Kenny. Have Kenny get disqualified or some shit. Okay, yeah, I get that. Get just, I don't know if they'll do that. Have Kenny yeah. get DQ'd or some shit. Get him out of the match. 
And then, yeah, yeah maybe you have like a silver, but, but no, because then actually what you could do is get Kenny out of there. Like I said, disqualification, something, get him out of there. And then just stack the odds against Hangman, like, you know, both Young Bucks and, you know, Carl Anderson and Hangman blows through the three of them, you know, or, mm-hmm. or some shit like that. But you can get Kenny out of the match. You don't have to pin Kenny. Here's... See, I'm with Joseph. I don't know if they're just going to like have them get DQ'd. I think they will just kind of have them get pinned. I like the idea. What if, and this is this is how I think you can kind of prolong things a little bit. Hangman pins Kenny. Or, or Kenny pins Hangman, sorry. Kenny pins Hangman. And then he's bragging, whatever. He's like, see, you can't beat me, blah, blah, blah. Joseph mentioned somebody like John Silver. I think that's the perfect guy to like do it. Like He just catches Kenny after this. Like they're they're not yes. someone who does like distraction roll up kind of stuff. But so like if Silver just like catches them because Kenny's bragging, it's like yeah. your confidence backfired. This gets Silver a title shot. Kenny just blows through Silver, obviously. Right. And then you can kind of prolong. And then Kenny still has that pen over Hangman. You can position it. Hangman falls off the rankings because he got penned. Whatever right. whatever you want to do with that stuff. But I I think this is kind of how you can prolong it to all out if doing something like this. There's a lot of different ways here because, like, I, my brain goes to Silver and Hangman as a fighting uphill. But my brain also goes to Hangman being left to fight off both the Bucks. Yeah. Would this, you know, this be – Kenny's obviously an asshole, But the Bucks, like, especially Matt, was just a complete piece of shit to Hangman the whole time. Oh, I thought, I thought <laughs> yeah. Matt did a fa- I thought Matt did a fantastic job last night. Yes. Yes, I agree. And when he walked to the ring on his own – it was really like a nod and a reminder to just how much of a dickhead he was, even when they were all baby faces. You know, like he was just horrible to hang, man. It's, the, it's a great dynamic. I will say, I think, and I, I don't like to do this thing where like, you just argue if someone isn't here, but there's this weird perception that the Dark Order has called down Hangman Page, and I just think that is one of the most insane, like, discussions and talking points. They, they have added so much to this story because they've basically become the audience. The audience is rooting Hangman on, telling him he can do it, and now that's what they're doing. Like, how great would they do when he accepted the match? And they're like, "Oh, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you didn't have to do. We want you to be champ, bro. You didn't have to do that." It just—it was a money segment, and I, and I have to say this: these arcs. I'm not a big like you know story arc. I, I, I just love progress, and you can get great stories within the action. And I, I do enjoy long term stuff, but I'm not like a Twitter thread about the story thing. This has done such a good job of walking the line between long-term planning without ever feeling convoluted, without ever feeling like it leaves the world of pro wrestling. It's just a simple story of one guy fulfilling the potential that was deemed upon him at the start of a promotion. This opportunity never comes back again. I want to stress this, okay? Because you can tell these stories in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, but AEW will never be day one again. This dude's story begins with the promotion. That's some powerful shit, man. And listen, whether he's winning it or whether he's not, when that bell rings, when these two dudes lock up one-on-one, you're going to hear that roar of energy and of nerves and of desperation at the bell that is powerful, magical pro wrestling. Because that means they care. They're not reacting to the moves, which is awesome too. We all love moves. You're going to hear that like emotional release of like, holy shit, it's here. I'll tell, you right, I'll tell you right now. I, I I said it on Twitter at the, during last week's show when when Hangman hits that buckshot lariat on Kenny Omega. I don't th- I think that's going to be one of the loudest sustained roars you're ever going to yeah. hear from a wrestling crowd probably for the next ten years when he springs off that rope and 
just murders Kenny with that lariat, that place is going to go bananas. This is what it's all about, man. I I love this no, shit. Again, what I love about it, I've said it a million times. You know, like like you said, Joseph, whether he wins it or not, no, he's gonna win it. We know that. But, we know but he's. This gonna is be why it's so Omega. good, though. Is like, he. I agree with you, and I think we all think he should win it, right? But because they're doing it here, seemingly, it's like, I do think there's a chance Kenny just beats him, and he falls all the way back. If you wait another six months. You get to that point where it's like, obviously, I think there's doubt here, Jack. I get, I get your your take on it. I'm with nah, you. I it, want him to win. I think there's real a sense of doubt, and the reason there's that doubt is Kenny has 101 other belts. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, there's a lot of moving pieces here, you know. Like, I have always me, wondered like, how, how that, like how Kenny's going to drop these. But I think Andrade beats him for the AAA title next month. Let's actually do this quickly because I saw JJ mention in the chat, and like we did 35 minutes on Money in the Bank. I actually, I know Jack's not an impact guy. I don't, I don't like speak too bad, Jack. But we all agree Sammy Callahan's not winning this belt on Sunday. No, right? absolutely not. No. Oh, Jeremy no. seems to think really. I can see it. I, Are you it's serious? A stick match too. Yeah, yeah, it's a gimmick match, right? I, I could see it. I, I don't know how they would do it. Like, I think it'd be a bad move if they did it. But I could one hundred percent see it because I don't know. I guess Impact's just gonna gonna tape regularly. Like, I don't know if Omega is going to be like continuing to do those tapings now that AEW is traveling mm-hmm. and everything. Like I could see them just going with Callahan here. I, I don't think it'd also, be a good move, but I, I not to it. not not to get too behind the scenes here. But if I'm Tony Khan, and because you're right, if if, if Impact's going to start ramping things up even just a little bit, and Kenny's what 38 years old. He's younger than that. It, I'll, I'll look it up. But. His body's about 43 years old. But, <laughs> but, but, but even still, no matter, like Jeremy. Yeah, he's I'm 37. Curious. I didn't realize 37. he was Yeah, 37. I, so Kenny's 37, obviously banged up to shit. Yeah. I, I, if I'm Tony, I'm going to be like, all right, man, look, we got to pull it. We got to start pulling back on this a little bit because I need you yeah. here. Like, we got to stop doing this. Like, you had yeah, a few I, matches. I think it Kenny was fun. wants we gotta, to do that, honestly. Yeah, we got we, we to stop this. Like, this has got to end. It feels like Moose is the story they're telling there before. But from what I gather, he's now just an asshole again that's feuding with Chris Saban. So, I don't know, man. I, if their guy had to make is Sammy Callahan, listen, God bless. I would. You I don't get know, what you I deserve. <laughs> I mean, what they should do, if, if Impact's good, I would put the title on Saban, the 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 you know TNA guy from day one. I'd put the title on Saban quick. And look, it's believable that Chris Saban could beat Kenny Omega. It's believable. He's one of. The, it's believable to me that Chris Saban could beat Kenny Omega, and I, I then yeah. and then go go in your, your own shop and make your own star to beat Saban for the Impact title. I would do. I, I would do Chris Saban. I just think it's too like. I think this Omega opportunity is too like a new guy. You know, that's the only thing to me. If you're going to do a lateral move like another veteran, and, and this is, I swear, God, this is not me doing a bit. I swear. I think you pull your the good brothers off that show and you shoot that angle. I think you instate the good brothers as actually we are impact guys. Fuck this dude. And you run machine gun and kill. <laughs> you know, and then you pull them off dynamite. So that would be my lateral. But like to me, it's just um and Joel mentions in the chat, and we had a conversation about this on the impact watch along, which everyone should check out every Thursday, which is tonight, right? <laughs> like we talked about how they're doing this weird thing where they turn all their heels baby face momentarily to work Kenny and then they go back heel. Impact does a really good job of using guys that appear useless. And I mean that as a big compliment to their creative. That's hard. 
They get stuff out of guys that, frankly, I would just roll my eyes at. <laughs> However, in terms of like main event stuff, brother, they've got to fix what's going on there because to me, they're, they're prioritizing all the wrong guys. There's young guys that should be working Kenny and getting that experience wrestling one of the biggest, greatest big match wrestlers of his generation. Do, I Not Sammy Callahan. You guys watch more Impact. Do they have time to maybe set up Chris Bay? They, I mean, they could. It just doesn't yeah. seem like that's the he's way. Wonderful. He's the going. guy, really. If yeah. we're being honest, he's the guy. You know, like yeah. oh, he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just got something. But it's an interesting one. Look, I hope Slamiversary is good. I worry for them because I don't know if they have a is surprise it? up their sleeve, and that's that's I, all. I, I think they got some type of surprise up. Their I, sleeve. I genuinely don't don't know this. Is there a crowd for Slamiversary this there weekend? Is, yes, small okay, one, right? fans. Yeah. I think it's a very small one. Are, are they doing it in Nashville it's still? In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, in, so it's okay. still in the studio, right. but okay. there is a crowd. Let me do some super chats, and then okay. we'll bring on O'Neill. Oh, Vincent Millage says, "Love last night's show, especially seeing the crowd pop for Hangman. Great seeing how over he's gotten since his match uh, with Jericho. I mean, he might be the top star in that company. I still think it's Moxley, but it's Mox. Know, yeah, Darby. If you want to argue Hangman? Holy like, fuck, Darby. Yeah, yeah I, think Darby's Darby. well. I think it's Darby. I think it's Darby." Uh, Greg Carter says, "What if uh, it's Andrade, Roosh, Dragon Lee oh, against Death Triangle?" Don't, don't I, you're going to give me a heart attack. I don't know. I mean, those guys. I'm a big Roosh guy. Age. I don't yeah. think we, we, yeah. we, we never talked about Roosh. I'm I a waver. big Roosh guy. I sometimes I am. Sometimes I, I think if you watched his RH style defenses, you would waver as much as I do because sometimes I, I'm, a, sometimes I'm, a, I'm a big sucker for guys in the, the in the ring that work like a pit bull. Like that yeah. are built. Like I'm a big sucker for he's wrestlers vicious. like that. Roosh, yeah, yeah, he's just mean, nasty. I love him. I, I think you could. I could potentially see it sticking as Death Triangle. And what if they just like kick Pac out of it? Like, Pac can still could be a be heel. Nice. He's just a bastard. But is he? Need, yeah. Does he really need those guys? Like I could see Andrade. It depends what his status is, right? Like yeah. I don't know what the situation is about. Obviously, he's world class and one of the great wrestlers of his generation. If we're being honest, just bell to bell, he's special, right? Yeah. I mean, he can do everything. Yeah. However, it must be said that if his availability continues to be as it's been for last year, and listen, big disclaimer: what I'm saying here, I get the world has been a nightmare, so I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just commenting on it. Like, it will be hard to use him a certain way because, frankly, the more guys you sign, the less reliant you are on Pack as your good match mm-hmm. guy. Because right. now we've got an Andrade. You know, now we've got a, a Malachi Black. So we soon may have a Buddy Murphy. I mean, these guys may not be packing your view. To some of us, they may be better or worse. Though. But, like, you're not really at a point where you need to, man, we need Pack just give us some good TV matches. You're kind of past that point. So his availability is a key, I think, to that whole situation. Ray Callahan says, SRS mentioned maybe Kenny face an injury the day of, gets a replacement. What if the replacement is the debut of Elite Bouncer? <laughs> hey, that was, that, that, was, that, was, that was the theory I, yes, I dropped on here last I'm telling you, if you bring Brian, it's like the Elite, the muscle. I think it, I think that would make for fantastic. He's, he's, not free. he's not free by two weeks, is he? He's not free until like, uh, no one knows. Like, no one knows what. No, no, he's got he's got ninety. I think it was pretty much confirmed. Like Black was the guy. They he was the only one. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Chelsea sure got Chelsea got yeah. like out, didn't she? Chelsea got out a week early. Yeah, that's it. So she okay. could appear on the ROH show. She got out a week okay. early. I don't think they're the in Braun because they don't want to let any of these guys. Can you, can you imagine if these people are calling calling up WWE? Can I get out of my non compete? You're not going to show up on AEW, are you? Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm going to Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's the truth, man. Like, it is. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Like you talk about Brian, and I've said this before. 
I would not be shocked at all if Brian goes back to SmackDown and just has like a date for Ring of Honor and she's like, who gives a shit? It's Ring of Honor, they'll be okay. Like, it wouldn't surprise because I look, I'm for Ring of Honor. I love their history, like their product now. What's they're this, in their own game, right? They're blessed. Them. What's this shit Tony Tony's bringing up about? Uh, got a the, the surprise bigger than Andrade and. Yeah, so that's not that's not Tony. That's um, Dave, right? Jeremy it- Dave just like speculated, I think. From what I can gather, right? so I don't listen, and it's not me being a dick, I just, I just don't listen to anything, it's wrestling, you know. But from what I know, he was like, I sense something bigger than Andrade is coming for this New York show. Now, when Dave says that, obviously it comes a report because that we know Dave knows, you know, God, yeah. I don't think it's a Tony sort of listen, it's coming kind of situation, but we'll see. I like. I, at this point, man, I'm content with their roster. I want some guys that I'm a fan of, obviously, to go there, but like. I'm cool with it. They got more than enough. By the way, I know Bob's waiting, but it's a fun. You guys think I saw my brother about this. Do you guys think there's an end game for this like uniting the wrestling world shit that Tony's trying to pull off? Like, do you think there's a in a year's time when Jack comes back on here and he looks ten years older and he's a good <laughs> he's you know he's a father? Do you think we're gonna be talking about a, a streaming service that combines these? Are we gonna be talking about dream cards that combine these promotions? Or is it a case of we work together, we're friendly, that's about it. What do you think? No, I think with the rate at which AEW is growing, they're going to have to turn into a WWE sort of company yeah. where, like, hey, we just got to do our own thing. Like, it's cool wow. now, but eventually, like, they're getting yeah. TV shows. Now they're getting, now Warner Media is giving them money finally. Like, yeah. if this keeps growing at the rate it does, they're going to have to do their own thing. And the other thing, what I just said about PAC is like, it's always there too, right? Like, Listen, good brothers and my guys, at what point do you have 100 wrestlers? You're like, we don't really need Gallows and Anderson to come here anymore. <laughs> like, we appreciate you. In right. And that's the that's the other part is like, right, right. we talk about this a lot. Is It's easy to pair AEW with the other alternatives. We've got to be kind of more realistic about what they are, right? They're not just now, like another alternative. They're a big, to, big promotion. Now, to that point really quick, I would keep the I – sh- I shouldn't say – like stuff like Impact, like United States promotions, cut your ties with them. Keep something with New Japan. Definitely, yeah. Like keep yes. a relationship with New Japan, definitely. Like back in the old, like back in do the you, days. That's I'm intrigued because I was trying. This is what we were speculating earlier. Like, do you think it would be big business if there was a streaming service that had this? This just I'm going to just talk out. You know, think out loud here. Okay. You imagine the the live events of New Japan. You imagine AEW's archive and dark and dark elevation every week as well as Impact's uh, specials and their vault. Because Impact got a cool archive, right? Like, it's not stuff you and I might like, but, like, they've got AJ, Joe, all those guys. Do you think that would be big business, or would that just combine everyone's revenue well, streams and make them lesser, you know? Joseph, here's the thing. They don't need to create their own. They have one. Warner Media has HBO Max. 100%, yes. But so I wonder if they would, if they would like, sort of, like, build something within this if they're not reliant on... Does that make sense? Like, something that they kind of can hold their hat on. Rest the hat on. I don't know. It's just it was interesting to me, but I agree with you. HBO Max was like a must for them because this will be clear about this. Okay, whether um, I know Fight TV exists, but that's not the same. Listen, here's the deal. I don't know why I do this. I read the chat and then I start talking like they can talk back to me. I can't. But here's the thing. Okay, with um, as long as they've not sold these pay per views, they're definitely working on some sort of streaming deal. Because that's what, like, there's not really a way of buying those right now, right? I guess you can buy them just through flat individually. Well, I the love it. Is, the archive's not out there. It feels like it's got to be coming at some point. 
I love AEW dearly, and I talk our good our good friend. We always bring him up, confirm shoot. I talk I talk with him about this all the time. I do not understand. I love AEW. I love, but one of the things I don't love is this fifty dollar pay per view bullshit. Like, but it's only four times put, a year, right? Even still, like, like put put the. I mean, just do the old WWE Network model. Tell people, hey, if you have an HBO Max subscription, you could watch Double or Nothing on HBO Max, or you can call yeah, your cable provider and pay fifty bucks. Let's let's save, man. He really does. Let's save this conversation for Twitch. If you guys want more of this conversation, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Let's bring on O'Neal. O'Neal, you were backstage for about 20 minutes. I thought you were about to, I don't know, you you were doing this gimmick and (laughs) this this kind of gimmick. Just waiting. Just waiting. Your mic's muted. muted. Your mic's muted. Well, this is an incredible bit. Every single time. No, you know what? It's a technical thing that I'm not going to get into, but I should check. You should. (laughs) Do you have something? Go. Let me me play your intro. All right. Jack's here. here. What do you think we're doing? All right. Here we go. History part of All right. Jack, uh, welcome back to the Robert O'Neill Hot Corner. Great to have you yet again. Um, you have been our only guest so far. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming, man. Bob, thank you again for having me. Exciting times ahead. Second half of the season starting, buddy. Yeah, so I want to start with the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game because, you know, I skipped uh, Raw and NXT to watch both of them. I haven't watched them in a few years, and they're both very exciting this year, you know, focusing on uh, really the young players that I think the league needs to focus on. Really kind of a jolt that they needed. I really do. I, I I love the format of the home run derby. The production mm-hmm. on ESPN side could get a little better. I did, the, the split screen was aggravating me a little bit. We couldn't see the distances. I don't like that. They're yeah. like, I don't want to take their word for it. I need you to show me the number on the screen. No, and it's awesome. We have a back to back champ. Like Pete Alonso is going to be back to defend that title. I thought it. Was, I thought it was a great weekend for baseball. Yeah. Um. And then just kind of getting more into the second half in general. You know, last time we did one of these, I think both the Cubs and Yankees were still relatively in contention. And now we're here where, you know, they're both eight games out of the division. They're both a handful of games out of the wild card. You know, for the Yankees in particular, because it looks like Cubs are going to be selling, what, if anything, is their path to kind of figuring it out and salvaging this year? Well, I've already talked myself into them sweeping the first place Red Sox this weekend, so that's gonna that's gonna make up four games right there, and then we're right back in it, baby. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they can do that, that's big. Um, you know, I know neither of us are the biggest Mets fans, but I don't know if you saw the news earlier today; they're bringing their black uniforms back. Uh, that's that's great. I did, I didn't do that. I promise you, I didn't do that. I did not do that. <laughs> what just happened? Did you uh, no, he, oh, he's back. Look, this cuts into your time, O'Neal. I did not do that. No, I know my uh, internet went out or something. But yeah, Jeff, <laughs> uh, the Mets uh, bringing back their black jerseys. It's going to be pretty cool. I like those a lot. I don't mind the black jerseys as much as other people for the Mets. I think they look pretty nice. Um. So yeah, going into the second half, what is your World Series prediction at the moment? Oh, Dodgers White Sox. Okay. No, I can see that. I mean, that's that's the Dodgers fair. White Sox, and I think the Dodgers repeat. I think that I think they'll pull. I think they'll turn it on. You know, 
a little bit down the stretch, and then I think they go back to back. I mean, you know, they got some pitching stuff they have to figure out with injuries and, uh, you know, various other things. But there's a couple guys out there they can trade for. Um, you know, they are probably the best team all around in the league. So I think picking them to repeat is not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, I really th- – it, it all depends on how Clayton Kersh- how healthy Clayton Kershaw is going to be. Everything yeah. falls on him. Yeah. All right, Jack. Uh, thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Bye, Bob. <laughs> what was that motion Bob did? Was that him playing the music? Yeah, he's charging. He's charging. Charge. Guys, listen, we're going to get out of here because we're going to head to Twitch. But I don't know if Jack's joining us or not. He's very busy. But yeah, I'll join you I, for a little bit. I do want to apologize to people. Listen, I understand the money in the bank talk sucked. I'm sorry. We ain't got nothing, man. I'm sorry. Right, listen. I'm going to watch SmackDown. Jack's going to watch SmackDown. Jeremy's going to watch SmackDown. going to watch the pay-per-view. On Monday, we'll review the pay-per-view on Twitch. I'm sure it'll be a great pay-per-view. Please do not take my sort of just dismissiveness as a knock on the talent. I think it's wonderful. Not even the product. I think the product can be fine. I just don't find it an interesting conversation because I'm not deep enough in that bubble anymore. Does that make sense? Like, I, ain't, I actually understand people come here to see that, and I do. I want to apologize. My picks, God, Drew and um, – who was my other pick? Drew and Becky will rock with that. Jack went with Sonia and, uh, and Riddle. Uh, Riddle. Jeremy, you were at Big E. With, did you stick on? Yeah, Big E and Sonia. Yeah. And, and, and look, guys, if you're excited about that show, I do not want to be the guy that's like, yeah, that stuff sucks. That wasn't my point. I was just like, I ain't enough to say about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> real quickly, <laughs> real quickly, uh, AEW did 1.02 last night. So cracked a mill. Oh, man. Good you know, honestly, I, I, I don't, the rating stuff, like, is cool, but. I just am so happy for Ethan Page. And I know Jack can co-sign. Like, that's so cool, right? Like, good for him, man. Jack, let the people know where they can find you. you can find me on Twitter at jcrosbycbs. I'll be tweeting about the WWF this weekend. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Joseph, anything to plug? You got something to plug. You were, you're a busy man this week. Oh, man. I, listen, I don't have to plug. I proved my point. I did 24 features in about four days, released them all in one day. You can get them at wrestlingwithtakes.com, but listen, speaks for itself. That's what I'm back to doing, okay? I I produce 24 features so I can talk my shit again, Jeremy. And I'm back to talk some shit, let me tell you, because I, I ain't going to sit quietly anymore. So that's all over there. Some of them are quite good. People seem to like them. So um, go have some fun with that, folks. Well, I appreciate again. I'm sorry if this show is bad for you guys. I'll try my best move. It was not bad, Joseph. Uh We'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming. Everyone go over there. Uh, Jack will join us. O'Neill will join us. We, we will do a crossword at some point during the show. <laughs> we'll talk more about AEW streaming services and all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> um, again, twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming. Appreciate everyone checking out the show. We'll be back next week. Uh, tomorrow night, SmackDown review. It'll be myself and, unfortunately, Joel Pearl, but he will be there to review SmackDown. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it either, Joseph. Um we had Slammiversary reviews on the site. We're going to have Money in the Bank reviews on the site. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Check it out. Appreciate everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.